Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm here at home, ready to give you guys hopefully a little bit more motivation, a little food for thought, and a little uh, plan for you to consider so you can use this week and these next few days, and hopefully continue to make a new habit to make your life that much better. Now, we have just finished our second in a row, really gray, rainy day here on Long Island. Like, you know those days that are just, you wake up, your alarm goes off, and you look at the window, and you're like, no way, it's way too dark out to actually be time to get up, and sure enough it is, but the weather's just so dark and gray, you have no motivation to get moving. And the weekend wasn't the greatest either, it was still a little in a dark, gray kind of way. And then two straight days in a row, Man, oh man, it just brings your energy level down, it brings your motivation down, and it seems like, man, all this weather is good for is putting me in the mood to sleep. It's a good sleeping weather. It's weather to like bundle yourself up, cuddle yourself up with something, and just take a nap all day long. So I took that as a cue from Mother Nature that what we needed to talk about this week is sleep and its benefits. For health. It's one of those things that people think about so rarely when it comes to their health and exercising and all of these things that it often gets put in the back burner and people don't consider it and they sacrifice it and don't do things to make their sleep quality better. And generally, I'm a pretty lucky person when it comes to my sleep. Uh, generally, I am able to to uh, once I get to bed and, and fall asleep, I'm pretty much out uh, until it's time to get up, usually, unless acted upon by some outside force. And, you know, of course, with the crazy state of the world these days, I, I even personally, my sleep has been affected, which is rare for me. That's something I've never had a problem with before in my life. So I made a point to really look into why sleep is such an important part of your health. So I kind of wanted to break this thought down into three places. Number one, why sleep is important for your health. So let's start there and then we'll get into the other parts of it. So I looked up a few different articles about how your sleep hygiene, the sleep that you get is so important for your health. So just I'm going to go through a couple of the things that I, I read in a few of the different articles that I think are a very viable reason that you should make sleep a priority. All right, first things first here, poor sleep is linked to higher body weight. Right? People with a short sleep duration tend to weigh significantly more than those who get adequate sleep. Right? In fact, short sleep duration is one of the strongest risk factors for obesity. Children and adults with short sleep duration were 89 and 55% more likely to develop obesity respectively. Kind of crazy, right? Secondly, good sleepers tend to eat fewer calories. I would think when you're better rested that you don't need as much outside energy, your body would be much, much better at producing energy all on its own. Here's one that I don't think requires a lot of thought. I think this is one we kind of know. Good sleep can improve concentration and productivity. You guys know when you've had a crummy night's sleep how difficult it is to really focus. 
Like, think about it. One of the most dangerous things you can do is not just driving while intoxicated. They, they say as bad as that is driving while tired. Well, why? Because it requires such immense uh, concentration skills. And it requires high functioning in your brain. So you want to make sure that you're doing the things necessary to get good sleep for your health. Good sleep can maximize athletic performance, which I want to get into this idea a little bit later on. Here's another. Poor sleepers have a greater risk of heart disease and stroke. Sleeping less than 7 to 8 hours per night is linked to an increased risk of heart disease and stroke. Again, another great reason to get more sleep. Sleep affects glucose metabolism and type 2 diabetes risk. So think about all these things so far that we've heard. We've heard about higher levels of obesity. We've heard about greater heart disease. And another risk factor associated with all those things is type 2 diabetes. So making sure that you get adequate sleep will be a very simple thing to, to avoid adverse effects on your blood sugar and, in, and your health. They say specifically, sleeping less than six hours per night have repeatedly been shown to increase the risk of type 2 diabetes. Right. Poor sleep is linked to depression. Right. Because obviously, your defenses are kind of down and mentally, you're a lot more vulnerable. It's one of the things that's most common in depression. One of the most common um, side effects, one of the most common symptoms, there's the word I was looking for, of depression is a poor sleep quality. That's one of the things that people often notice almost immediately when they find themselves depressed. Sleep improves your immune function. In other words, uh, your body stays healthier when you sleep the amount that you should. Right? Poor sleep is, excuse me, is linked to increased inflammation. And inflammation, as we know, is tremendous in the human body. What we can do, first of all, it's so undesirable in the way it can damage your cells and just do terrible things to your digestive tract and your joints and all these other things. So think about how important it is for you to avoid inflammation. And if all you've got to do is sleep properly, there's a great way to do it. Sleep can affect your emotions and social interactions. I, again, think that's something that we just know. We've all had those days where we did not get a great night's sleep and you see that person who tries your patience a little bit, and normally you can deal with them okay, but with the crummy, crummy night's sleep you had, man, oh man, you do not have patience for that person whatsoever. <laughs> we all know the people like that. So, with that being said, here's another thought here. Better calorie regulation. Similar to gaining weight, there's evidence to suggest that getting a good night's sleep will help you better manage your calories during the day, which, again, I think that's going to correlate with all of the other things that we talked about and the, all the other physical risk factors that we talked about. Right, so let's move on to the next article I have here. Another set of reasons why sleep is so important and what it does for you. Uh, here, simple thought here, just your something as simple as your skin, right? the health of your skin is related to getting better sleep. It will allow you, it helps your skin recover and helps you 
keep nice skin instead of getting over instead of getting older skin as time goes along. All right, so that brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is how sleep affects the athletic ability of your body. Because I think sleep is vital to exercise. Number one, like we already kind of touched on, when you are well rested, a good night's sleep like that will help you improve, will help improve your performance and make sure that you can go into your workout and be able to push that much harder because you'll have the rest and the energy stores to uh, be able to really hit like you should. But additionally, it's also super, super important when it comes to your recovery. It won't necessarily make you faster, stronger, or improve your times of performance, but it's been linked to other physiological responses like autonomic uh, nervous system imbalances, which are similar to overtraining injuries. So if you make if you do things like not get enough sleep, you're going to put your body at a deficit from recovery. Right? Recovery is an incredibly important part of exercise. That's why things like massage and floating and cryotherapy have grown so much in popularity in the past several years. But the most basic thing that we have for recovery is sleep because sleep is where your body is doing its rebuilding. It's where it's doing the things you needed to do in terms of muscular repair and those type of things in order to get yourself in that much better of a place physically. It's a way to make sure that we're not as sore for as long because of our workout. It helps us bounce back. I know after a great workout, if you had a really tough workout one day, the next day you often wake up sore. Again, that's a normal thing. And sometimes we feel like maybe the sleep might bring that on. Uh, No, that's just because that's when your body's working hardest to recover from the tiny little, for lack of a better word, injury you're doing to yourself while you're working out. Because really, exercise is breaking down muscle tissue so that your body can rebuild it back stronger. Of course, very simply done when uh, you you are getting adequate sleep. So let's answer that question next. What is adequate sleep? How much do you really need? So I found this, this chart from uh, the sleepfoundation.org. Uh, and it has a whole bunch of broken down categories here. And I think as many of us uh, have children, it's great to know the recommended amount for everybody, all the different ages. So starting with a newborn zero to three months old, they recommend 14 to 17 hours of sleep a day, which sounds about right if you think about every newborn you've ever seen. And there's not much time that they're awake, far more they're asleep. An infant four to 11 months old, they recommend 12 to 15 hours a day, which again, just sounds about right when you think about how often an infant is sleeping during the day. A toddler, one to two years old, it's recommended they get 11 to 14 hours of sleep. Preschoolers, three to five years old, 10 to 13 hours. School age, you're six to 13. Those years, it's recommended to get between nine and 11 hours of sleep. Teenagers, it's funny how we think about teenagers as like the laziest age, yet that's the point where they need it. They need a little bit less sleep. Those fourteen to seventeen year olds need like eight to ten hours. 
right? Then you get to your young adult years, your 18 to 25s. Seven to nine hours is recommended. But I'm sure we can all think about our younger years and the times that we did things on two or three hours of sleep and we were amazed at how well we could do it. Well, imagine trying to do that now as an adult. Speaking of adults, a 26 to 64-year-old, the same recommendation of seven to nine hours, whereas seniors, uh, 65 plus, they recommend seven to eight hours. Uh, again, just a, a quick little chart there from uh, sleepfoundation.org. A nice little frame of reference. If you're a parent and you're trying to figure out your kid's bedtime, there's a little guide that you can use in order to uh, make sure that your kids are getting adequate sleep. So next, I wanted to look into this all-important question. Now that we know how much sleep we should be getting, there becomes another important question. How do you improve your sleep? Because fitness bands are becoming more and more and more of a thing. And I don't just mean like Fitbits. Fitbits have been around for a long time, yes. But now there's the, the whoop strap where it can track your sleep as well as all of your physical activity. And you get to see the quality of your sleep. And there's plenty of apps and things that have been around for years that did similar. But nothing as in-depth as we're getting now where you're getting your heart rate and these type of things while you sleep. So you get a real clear picture of what's going on physiologically as you're trying to sleep. So if you need to improve your sleep, I wanted to give you some guidelines, some things that you could use in order to help you sleep better. So, number one, increase bright light exposure during the day. Your body has a natural timekeeping clock known as your circadian rhythm. I'm sure we've all heard about that before. It affects your body, your brain, your hormones, and helping you stay awake and telling your body when it's time to sleep. So the more time you can get natural sunlight or bright light during the day, it's going to help keep you in your natural rhythm. People with insomnia, daytime bright light exposures improve sleep quality and duration, and it also reduced the time it took to sleep, fall asleep, I should say, by 83%. Kind of crazy, right? Next, reduce blue light exposure in the evening. Blue light comes from electronics, as we know. And in a day where we're spending more and more time on our smartphones, man, it is definitely a good idea to put that blue light filter on. They say you can uh, wear glasses to block blue light, sure. Or you can download an app that will help block blue light or install an app that blocks blue light on your smartphone. However, most smartphones these days have a blue light filter. Like I have mine turned on on my phone all the time. So that way you're not getting the blue light. Uh, th that way you're not getting that blue light that close to bed where it's not going to affect your ability to fall asleep. And they also say stop watching TV and turn off any bright lights two hours before heading to bed. That'll certainly help as well. All right. Don't consume caffeine late in the day. And I think this really has to do with knowing yourself and your sensitivity to caffeine as well. If you're a person who's very sensitive to caffeine, don't even consume it after lunch. Right? Like, for example, I'm a person who's not sensitive to caffeine at all. Like, at all at all. I could finish an iced coffee and then go to bed and it wouldn't affect me. But my wife, if she has a cup of coffee past like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, she's going to have a problem. Occasionally, she'll uh, tell me, oh, I finished my cup of coffee once I got home from work today, I'm like, well, you'll be up all night. Right? Know your body and know your reaction to caffeine. Here's another. Reduce irregular or long daytime naps. 
Whereas every once in a while taking a short power nap and it's beneficial, taking long or irregular naps can certainly affect your sleep. And I know we've all had that where we've had like the kind of day that was you know, really tiring physically and wind up falling asleep on the couch or something for an hour or two hours. And then that night, of course, you can't fall asleep. Try to sleep and wake at consistent times. If consistently you're going to bed around the same time and getting up around the same time, it'll help you keep that circadian rhythm set just the right way so your body will be used to doing exactly that. This one I've used personally. Take a melatonin supplement. There's a great many available, and it's usually all natural. And it's something that can help you fall asleep and stay asleep that much better. So if you if you need help falling asleep, melatonin is great for that. My own experience is that it has been very beneficial lately when I've had my own sleep interruptions, but I was having trouble specifically falling back to sleep. Melatonin was great at helping me with that. And there's other supplements that you can consider: ginkgo biloba, glycine, valerian root, magnesium, excuse me, L-theanine, lavender. There's a great many supplements. Don't drink alcohol close to bedtime. Having a couple of drinks at night can negatively affect your sleep and hormones. Again, just another thing that can mess with that circadian rhythm. You want to optimize your bedroom environment. So you want to make sure things that can mess with your sleep, like the temperature, noise, external lights, even furniture arrangements, can help to keep you asleep. You want to set your bedroom temperature. So that way you are, can make sure you're comfortable when you sleep. If you're comfortable when you sleep, right, they say around 70 degrees seems to be the most comfortable temperature for most people. And certainly that will help you stay fall asleep and stay asleep. You know those nights where you're way too hot or way too cold? You don't sleep well. Don't eat late in the day. Again, only going to affect the release of the melatonin that your body naturally produces and therefore not allow you to fall asleep as quickly. You want to relax and clear your mind in the evening. Trying to wind down towards the end of the day will only help you. Taking a relaxing bath or shower, another thing that will certainly help you they say about 90 minutes before bed is optimal time. If you continue to have issues sleeping, it might not be a, uh, a bad thing to seek out a professional and rule out a sleep disorder. Things such like sleep apnea and such can definitely mess with people's uh, sleep and their ability to fall and stay asleep. Getting a comfortable bed, mattress, and pillow. Of course, I mean, if you think about it, you're spending a third of your life there anyway. Might as well make sure you've got what you need to make sure that you're going to fall asleep and stay asleep. Regular exercise, but definitely not super close to bed. Because, of course, when you burn off energy, your body needs the recovery, like we talked about earlier. Just, again, don't do it too close to bed so your endorphins are going and it affects you from, from sleep. You also want to make sure you're not drinking liquids too close to before bed. Because, obviously, if you have to get up to use the facilities, it's certainly going to mess with your ability to stay asleep. Sleep plays a key role in your health. So the more that you can do to get better sleep at night, the better. Uh, this next article really intrigued me. It was from the, the, the Mayo Clinic, and it was about eight ways to improve your sleep quality as you age. And I kind of want to go through them because I know a lot of the listeners are not 22 years old. <laughs> They're a lot more than the other demographic. So a lot of it is stuff that was from the last... Uh, the last list, stop drinking fluids within two hours of bed. Um, if pain keeps you awake at night, talk to your doctors to see if 
Taking over-the-counter supplement can help you. Uh, keep your sleep environment as dark as possible. This has been one of the greatest things that I've ever done for Lauren, by the way, my wife, is invest in some Amazon Basics blackout curtains. Man, they have enabled her to stay asleep so much longer. They were like 20 bucks. And what they have done for her ability to stay asleep is spectacular because she did not have a great ability to sleep before we got together. Um, limit your caffeine intake like we talked about. Avoid alcohol near bedtime like we talked about. Uh, a sleep cycle. And again, melatonin. Here's one other that I hadn't considered, but definitely something to consider. Review your medications and, su- and supplements with your doctor or pharmacist and consider changing them if they can be affecting your sleep quality. So again, just I wanted to point out to you guys how important sleep is and what you can do to make sure that you're sleeping adequately for your health and for your, uh, for your overall well-being, your ability to exercise better and your ability to maximize your health, wellness, and the performance of your body. Again, only going to make you better. That's all I have for you guys for this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. Uh, you find me on Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. As far as my school, you can find us online at tsksmithtown.com. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, we, at, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. Um, beyond that, you can find out everything you need to know about the Tiger Shulman's organization at TSK.com. And until next time, I will see you guys on the map.